What up, what up, what up, what up? Thanks again for tuning in. This is The Activated Podcast, your boy Ibu, live and direct inside, of course, The Activated Podcast studio, as always. And today, into the studio, joining me on the podcast, I have um, this guy that I met. And and, and I, I want to give you a little bit of context um, to how we met and, and to what business we've done together, what we're looking to do together. And to be honest with you, there's many people that I speak to and, and I don't believe anything that they say. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and when I even was first speaking to him, I was like, this guy just sounds too good. Like, and I remember our first or second conversation. Um, I remember talking to my brother-in-law about this uh, man that I'm about to introduce in a second. I was like, you know, I was talking to this guy and here's what we're thinking and our interests align. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I tell my brother-in-law, if he could deliver half of what he's saying to me, I think we might be, it might make sense. I wasn't even looking for him to deliver on everything. I said, if I could get him to do half of what he said he could do, um, we'll be in business. So this man that I'm talking about, he is a brand strategist. He is CEO of a company uh, called Eminent. Did I, did I yes, see? that's Eminent Media Inc. Eminent uh, Media Inc., which is all about branding, strategy, marketing. Uh, mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, in the studio with me, I have Don. Uh, how are you doing, sir? Doing great. And uh, it's a pleasure to finally um, see your vision and be here with your vision mm. and uh, believe in your vision, too. <laughs> you know what? I, I like this guy already, okay? <laughs> you know what? Let me... We got we got sound effects now. Um, and let, let's, let's... So today's conversation, a, a little bit what I want people to understand is how important branding, marketing, and things. And me and you have many conversations about that. Yeah. And I just kind of want to break it into like three separate buckets and then we could go through it. But before we even okay. start and get into that, let's get to know you a bit, right? Let's let's get to understand, um, you know, your your path to where you are today. And briefly before we even got, mm-hmm. uh, we went live on the podcast, we were talking about um, the transition be- be- uh, between the transition of working nine to five into working for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I- I'm tinkering with the idea now because there's so many other th- opportunities that I feel like I can't tap into because of my job and things like that. And then we're kind of mm-hmm. getting into that. But um, talk to us a little bit about you. Uh, wh- where does your journey, where did it begin? How did it land here in Canada? Um, and, and and just to kind of get a glimpse of, you know, where you are now. Awesome. Um, my journey began in uh, my home country, Kenya, where I already had the company running, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when I came to Canada, different environment, different people, and uh, everywhere I went for advice, everybody tells me that um, stop dreaming the Kenyan dream, start <laughs> dreaming the Canadian dream. And in the Canadian dream, you being self-employed is, uh, is a joke. Go into the system and let the system tell you who it is and move with it, right? Mm. Um, and that's what I tried to do. Um, I, I definitely, um, I would say, seven years of my life has been here in Brampton, in Chinkuzi and Williams Parkway. Mm-hmm. And um, I've definitely known this place as home. I've gone to the warehouses. I've worked there personally. Um, I've worked at Tim Hortons. I've worked all the jobs. Yeah. And okay. it's not something that... Uh, because anytime you go to any office that has a marketing agency, they tell you that you have to have Canadian experience. 
<laughs> so um, no matter how they see the kind of brands I worked with in Africa, like uh, Mercedes-Benz, like um, uh, Microsoft, they still didn't see the Canadian experience. Yeah. So that blew me from working in the marketing agencies. Mm-hmm. I didn't give up. I, I kept on working the jobs, and, uh, but I asked myself, what does it take for me to start my own marketing agency? Because everybody is telling me about the Canadian experience. I don't deny that it's important. Yeah. But having to be in the warehouses, having to work in other, other offices, I think I had that Canadian experience and it was a high time. That is three months, uh, three years down in the line, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me to have this job uh, or to open my own agency, I knew very well I need to uh, register the company. I need I need to get my tools just the same way how you have your own tools of trade. Yeah. To put all that total up, it comes to $12,000. I'm like, okay, if I need to save up, how much? When am I going to definitely <laughs> achieve How you want to get to the twelve grand? To yeah. the twelve grand. I'm like, okay, I started doing three jobs in a oh. day which was not equally any time fun. In fact, I used to sleep in the subways. So going to the next job... <laughs> is when you will catch a break. That's wow. when I catch a break to uh, to go to the next job. Then I reached a place I think I had saved a little bit, not more than enough. Um, my parents would have helped me, but my dad is a kind of person who believes in you have to sweat it out all out yourself. I can't give it to you on your on your mouth right Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day it reached a place where i think i was still going on with it but i kind of broke my back yeah and uh, that's when it hit my realization like physically breaking it was fracture okay okay yeah and uh, it's due to the work that i was used to doing then i asked myself it's high time Mm-hmm. this is when enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Enough is enough when enough is enough. <laughs> I have to go into the trade that I believe in. I have to start doing it no matter what it takes. Mm-hmm. Then that's how I started. I started with one person, the same way I talked to you and I said, hey, this is the vision. Yeah. When I look into your brand, this is where your brand needs to go mm-hmm. for you to start making money. And that's how I started. I started with one were individual personal branding. I did a good, successful job with it. I went into the non-for-profits. I've uh, made a little bit of uh, name in the non-for-profit uh, business uh, in terms of uh, youth on non-track services. That's one of the non-for-profit here in Toronto, yeah. which uh, has equally gotten recognition from uh, the premier, uh, from the local member of parliament because of what it's doing. Yeah. In fact, uh, the local member of parliament, Judy Scrow, uh, that is the member of uh, Black Creek, recently just mentioned uh, it in terms of uh, what Youth Now on Track of Services is doing and the individual in terms of the leader on that particular front. That is uh, Francis Uber, who I did the branding for in terms of being one of the black people in the community that is definitely helping other black people rising up to the occasion. So I, through branding him, I equally got that. As he's recognized, I'm recognized. Yeah. And we move forward, and right? And I help you move forward, for exactly. sure. Exactly. And currently, as you're speaking, that is uh, 
three years, four years down the line, I have uh, my company both in uh, my country, Kenya. I have it here in Toronto. I've uh, partnered up with another partner in Jamaica to open another office in Kingston. And uh, in two months' time, I'm looking forward to have another office in Lagos with a capacity of uh, 32 um, people. I don't call them employees, I call them uh, my partners because at the end of the day, they've bought into the vision yeah. and they believe it's not my vision, it's also their vision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's important that, that, that I bring this up. I remember when you first reached out to me and this is through Instagram mm -hmm. and then I, I get a message from you and I go, mm -hmm. um, I can't remember what it says. I was like, oh, did you, are you looking to get on a podcast? She's mm -hmm. like, no. And I was like, okay, because usually that's that's how it starts, right? It's yeah. like, uh, yeah, I want to come on the podcast today, but so I was trying to like kind of filter through and, and and to figure out, okay, if this is what are we talking about? Okay, this I can make room for it right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, this okay. Eventually, let me give you two months. And you was like, no, I don't want to get on the podcast. I, I want to have a conversation with you. I said, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> so then we get we get on um on uh we meet up in, in the Zoom and, and things like that, and then. For the first time ever, I think after I had a conversation with you, I started to uh, understand that you know, this this what I'm doing as a brand. Because I think for me, when mm -hmm. I first started, it wasn't about branding. It was about uh, something that I love doing, and, and mm -hmm. I just started to, to to do that, right? Exactly. And then now you you picture it, and you, you literally put it in my head like, okay, that's cool and all, but... <laughs> <laughs> You making some money, and when we say making money, like in a really, um, in a serious way, it's like, what, like, what type of money are you making, right? Like, mm -hmm. is this money? Uh, because yeah, like that's cool, but like, there's thousands and thousands of dollars being spent for people that are half as skilled as you and things like that, and and True. that's when I was like, oh yeah, like I never thought about it like that. And when do you do the transition? Um, and so that was the first initial conversation that we had, and. Another thing too that I loved about our initial conversation was when we were talking, you wasn't telling me like what I wanted to hear. You had all of my social media open and I'm looking at it and you're like, we're talking like, listen, here's your reach. Here's what you're doing. Here's... So for the first time ever, I, I like looked at it like, oh shit. Cause you know, I used to just post a post. I used yeah. to just do things, but it's like, no, like here's your reach. Here's what you're doing. Uh, when we Google you, here's what shows up. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it hit me instantly. It was like, okay. Um, and now, um, and, and this is the first time I'm even talking about this. Um, officially, we've been able to, uh, the, um, my website is, is, it's live. It's on right now. You yes. can go to officiallyactivated.com. Exactly. Um, and I'm, I'm giving it to the podcast because this is the home, you know, everybody to listen to the podcast, get to hear it first. And right now, even for me, I'm thinking about the rollout, how to announce, how to put it out there. But awesome. I say that to say this is because for the first time ever, you 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 shaped my mind into thinking about being a brand. That's good. Um, so I want you to to talk to me a bit about that. Let's transition into that because I think a lot of time when we're thinking about brand, we're thinking of a logo and an Instagram page. Mm -hmm. But after our conversation, I understood. No, it's it's bigger than that. So yes. talk to me a little bit about from your perspective, like what is a brand? What is considered to be a brand? Um. A brand is uh, how you communicate your unique selling points than your competitors. Mm. Like um, if I look at, um, I, I like this, but to use this particular favorite part, um, if you look at 
Coca-Cola, for example, is one of the biggest uh, brands uh, in the world, right? Yeah. And uh, Coca-Cola got a problem where they say that um, it uh, it has uh, some characteristics of uh, leading to people to get um, uh, which kind of disease did they, they mention? I don't diabetes. Know. Diabetes. Yeah. Yes. So at the end of the day, Coca-Cola had to come back, sit back and look at who's my target market. How can I compete with the Pepsi and the rest who are also coming in my case? Yeah. Right. Okay. I'll introduce Coke Zero. Let me face it off. Now, what will you tell me about it? That's my unique selling point. Mm -hmm. And that's why Coca-Cola has always been in front of people's faces and they're not just selling a drink, they're selling their unique perspectives. Mm -hmm. It's the same way. If you go Coca-Cola Canada, Coca-Cola Kenya, Coca-Cola South Africa, it's all the same. Come to McDonald's, mm -hmm. McDonald's South Africa, McDonald's um, UK and McDonald's Canada, they all have the same system. All online, yeah. That's the unique perspective. And that's why you see, it's not about just the logo. It's not all about just the colors. It's about have you understood as a brand your unique perspective? Yeah. It's the same way. When I put you in the meeting, I analyzed your competitors and I was like, this is your unique capabilities. Yeah. How can we sell that to be able to have that as a niche yeah. on top of your competitors, mm -hmm. right? To be able to have a competitive advantage. Yeah. And that should be your selling point, not just the color and the logo, which at the end of the day, definitely after understanding who your brand is and what you're delivering, then is when now you understand, okay, if I'm creating a logo, who am I creating it for? Yeah. Not just, um, I also like using this example. Most of the women, when you brand them, they like using pink. So you go to their office, it's pink. You go to their logo, it's pink. But okay, this person is a lawyer. You can't just use pink. And you're definitely <laughs> trying to communicate yeah. to different people, yeah, yeah. right? So it definitely begins with are you understanding who are my listeners, who are my viewers, mm -hmm. and how can I tap them? Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. um, how do you establish a brand? And, um, and even even before you answer that, for example, and, and I want to use me as an example, first yeah. conversation that we had, how can you, because up until that moment, like I had no idea what you knew of me and I don't know <laughs> what like public perception is. Mm -hmm. um, how can you look at what I'm doing or even if it's not me specifically or somebody and go, this is a brand, like what is unique about that? that okay. you're able to pick okay. to pick up on. Okay. At Eminent Media Inc., we've come up with a process called the brand building process. The brand building process, first of all, begins with doing a client's sort analysis, mm -hmm. understanding the client's unique perspectives on what is your unique strength. Uh, when you look at um, Mr. Activated, what is your unique strength than your competitors? And also, what's your, what's your weakness? What's making you not reach out to people uh, the way your competitors are reaching out and they're making that particular money that you need to make because mm -hmm. they're eating the cake you also want. Number three is also your opportunities. You look around you and ask yourself, what are my opportunities and how can I take advantage of those opportunities? Number four is your threats. 
it's very important for you to do your a sort analysis yeah. understand yourself before you take yourself outside that right and once you have understood yourself the fear of what will my family say what will whoever say about me will cut off because you'll have confidence enough to face all your challenges because you've already accepted your threats you've accepted your weaknesses and you've done a dog matrix to be able to um take your strengths to overcome your weaknesses and take your threats to uh take your opportunities to overcome your threats so that's the brand building process that's the first step after you've done the sort analysis then we do something that's called a brand identity then we sit down and ask ourselves if you look at mr activated himself number one he's a brand influencer he's a speaker of the african people he loves taking content not just for canada but also promoting the the african american community right yeah. and uh, those are the things you look into and you ask yourself uh okay i think i can pass as a brand influencer as one of my brand identities then what is my other brand identity i am a host i i have good articulate english i am a radio host and i think i can also do corporate events that's also another brand identity of where you can make your money yeah. number 3 still looking at uh, mr activated he's one of the emblem that um people and also brands can reach out to to be able to communicate to the same african american community right so how can you be able to capture that it's by you making yourself as an activist either you decide are you a lover of kids are you a lover of fighting for human rights now yeah. that's where i told you about you look at your strengths yeah 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 how can you work with the non for profits how can you work with foundations to be able to um uh, come and um and reach out to them if it is in terms of human rights if it's in terms of children's right and i think i remember me telling you the boy child has reached a place especially the african american boy child has reached a place that they're being neglected yeah because everything is about the 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 woman yeah right the boy child right uh, right uh, um raising up a boy child is too hard and you can see it in terms of uh, single mothers and also men like us who don't want to take responsibility of our own kids yeah. and we leave it to the government Yeah. So at the end of the day those are some of our challenges as men and I think with your podcast and also the platforms that you also go to speak can be able to address those things yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, the black american community can be able to rise up as men and take care of their responsibilities yeah. and not just alone together yeah, yeah. we face all those challenges together as a black american community let's not just humiliate whoever who has a bad positioning that you you left your child no let's encourage let's partner up why did you leave this uh, child yeah. let us understand let's help each other let's hold each other's hands and move forward as a community to be able to bring up a better tomorrow for the small boy child mm -hmm. and those are the uh, brand identities that you are looking at but at the end of the day we might look at you at the outside perspective and that's why we sent you the questionnaire for you to fill out in an inside perspective yeah. so that taking the outside perspective and the inside perspective I what matches exactly yeah. if this matches 
Good, let it fall inside. Good, let it fall inside. Then let's start looking at all the brand identities and seeing for the podcast, how can you make money with the podcast? Yeah. For the hosting, how can you be called upon to definitely make money as a host and all the other brand identities, right? But after also looking how to make money, you have to also look at the third step, which is the final one, which is the goal setting. You have to be able to see into it in terms of how can I be able to achieve my goals? Yeah. What strategies can I put in place? Um, in 2014, transformational speakers came up with six steps to achieve your goals. Number one was the spiritual pillar. They believe that if you do not have a peaceful inside, uh -huh. that's the aura that you're having inside, anything you set to achieve will not happen because your inside is not good. You're not aligned exactly. uh, spiritually. Exactly. And this doesn't force you to say you should belong in a specific religion. If you think your yoga can make you calm your inside, yeah, do your yeah. yoga. If you think God or Jesus, like I do, I believe God and prayers make me to understand myself and the values of a Christian, then follow that. So path, at the end yeah. of the day, your spiritual pillar does not need to align on one side. Yeah. And that's what also Canada and having a multicultural country has led us to, to, to have yeah. and to accept everybody. Then number two is your financial pillar. And here is where now things get interesting. You say you want to do a podcast, you're spending time to do your podcast and you're spending money. Mm -hmm. You have to give an editor. I remember you told me that sometimes you give editors, they don't do the job exactly yeah. the way you want. <laughs> it's a challenge for you. And they're, they're expecting you to pay them value of what they did not give good, yeah. right? So at the end of the day, that's also a cost. So you sit down and ask yourself, how much do I need to make in a year to feel satisfied, to accomplish all the things I need to accomplish? You set a goal of a figure. And after you set that goal of that figure, you have to divide it in a year, in a month, in a day. I discipline myself, and my, my wife will tell you that, I discipline myself in a way that when I don't reach my goal in a day, I will decide to even sleep in the couch or just discipline myself on something. If, if let's say, having my great shot of whiskey is the best thing, then I will stop having it because I'm disciplining myself because I didn't get the goal in which I needed to achieve, yeah. right? So you have to set a goal for the day, for the week, uh, for the day, for the week, for the month, and for the year. And you have to always analyze every time if you're achieving that financial goal. Number three is more of uh, your health and fitness. You're making all this money. You're trying to make all this money for who and for what? So that you can die because you're not taking care of your health, right? So you have to look into your health, see what things are you supposed to do. If you have one pack like me, how can I get rid of the one pack? So <laughs> I work on it. Yeah. Those, exactly. And start working on it because you don't want to make all this and not be there to definitely enjoy, to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, number, number four is more of your intellectual pillar. Intellectual pillar is, I look at, uh, if you look at my brand identity, I call myself a transformational speaker. I call myself a marketing coach or a marketing guru. When I look at my competitors, and that is where you come to the intellectual pillar, you, 
start to see your competitors. What are your competitors doing? How can you also start analyzing and listening to your competitors? I listen to Eric Thomas. I listen to Gary V. Those are my competitors. Grant Cardone. Those are the people who I'm like, they're where I'm supposed to be. And I listen to them every day. And that's my intellectual pillar. Why? Because I, I gain more knowledge from them. There's something they're doing that's why they're on top and you're not. Yeah, yeah. So the intellectual pillar just helps you to understand also the steps in which you need to take to get, to there. get there, right? So and uh, after the intellectual pillar, there's the career. The career just tells you more in terms of um, like uh, uh, most of the people, you can find a doctor, a veterinarian, a lawyer. They're very good at their craft. But, and that's exactly what I'm now transitioning myself to do. I'm, I'm coaching um, CEOs and directors of companies, raising up their portfolio and giving them a face online. Mm -hmm. Because these people have a lot of knowledge, but they're nowhere to be found. Yeah. After them being CEOs of big companies, they don't know where to go next. Yeah, they fade to black. Exactly. Yeah. So at the end of the day, that's where you come in and be able to bring up their portfolio in terms of if you think you have, you don't have a lot of good, um, uh, well, how will I call it? If you don't have good social media skills, you can be able to put the social media skills to use. Yeah. Because I find most of these old people don't have social media skills because definitely social media is something that just came recently. After, yeah. So you look at your career and start piece, putting the piece in pieces, like ask yourself. You sat down and so nobody can be able to edit the way you want. What did you do? You went and taught yourself how to I be able to, to do it. Exactly. So those are the pieces and pieces of what you think you also need to accomplish to make your brand identities a success. Last on this particular list of the brand building process is um, the social pillar. Every day we spend 60% of our time with our friends. Some of these friends of ours don't know our vision, don't know where we are going, but <laughs> it's because we grew up with them in yeah. nursery school, in high school, yeah. in university, then we still call them our friends. But they don't know where we are going. Yeah, that's a fact. Exactly. But we spend more time with them than any other person. So how would you expect that you're planning to definitely be the best corporate host and you don't even have any friend who's a corporate host. Where are you learning? The people you talk to more are the people who definitely are in the opposite direction of where your career is going. Yeah. So these people are either molding you or not molding you at all. Mm -hmm. So the competition is not there. So in the social pillar is where we encourage people to be able to put themselves in associations that can be able to help them. If it's like us, in the put yourself in the Marketing Association of Canada, yeah. put yourself in the Marketing Association of uh, the United States, the UK, so that if that's where your market is, so you can be able to understand your market properly and you can be closer to your target market and understand really mm -hmm. what content are they looking for. Yeah. So that's how we do the brand building process. And that's how we are able to establish a brand. Thank you very much for that. And it's like I was saying before we took a little break, um, is that we've had this conversation as pillar and you actually went through it with me, but you breaking it out again, it just, it resonates so much in my mind. And the last, um, I think it was number six of the pillar. When you talk about 
being with friends that don't even understand what you're what you're doing. And I remember us, we had that conversation once and you was telling me that, you know, if, if a friend's not aligned in where you're going, they're no longer your friend. And exactly. it hit me because I look at, at, at to my inner circle and I think a lot of the times, you know, I'm talking to friends and I was like, yeah, man, I'm tired today. I was up and they always tell me, oh man, you're pushing too hard. You're working <laughs> too hard. And then I'm like... Guys, you know, sometimes my dreams, they keep me up or not. Like the places I want to go, sometimes I'm in bed and I literally ask myself, like, do you want to sleep <laughs> six hours or do you want to get to where you want to get? Yeah. And not get out of bed and, and go do work, whether it's editing or or jotting on ideas or whatever it is. And then I remember when we had that conversation, I was like, damn, man. Like, <laughs> because in all the, I don't want to say all, because some friends, though they don't understand my vision. They're very supportive because they've seen me kind of like dedicate to to putting that time. And so they do support to the best of their ability. And I've realized that it's not their fault because they can't see the full picture that's in my head and exactly. what I'm trying to uh, lay to them. And I think that's very important to understand that some of your inner circle might be just for fun. Yeah. But just don't allow it to, to, to hinder the place that you're trying to go because mm -hmm. a lot of the times if... Like we had a conversation. I didn't have to like overly explain my vision. You got it. True. And after we had a conversation, now I understand it's because mindset why we're aligned. True. Whereas in some people, you kind of gotta explain over and over, and they look at you like, okay, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's going. <laughs> you <laughs> exactly. see what I mean? And it, and it's one of those. Um, so then we talk about the pillars of the branding. Um, I was wondering how can somebody establish a brand? Like how can you go? I want to establish a brand. And what are the quick steps that you could do to ensure that you are on that path? Um, as I said earlier, you, if you're looking to establish a brand, um, that's the process you need to be able to use, the brand building process. Yeah. And after even you use that process and you have everything, the next process is establishing the business plan. Because at the end of the day, you have the idea, but you don't have a plan. So you'll keep on pushing the idea, thinking that the plan can come in between and the plan doesn't come. Mm -hmm. And that's why you have to be able to be like, okay, this is the business idea and this is the plan. Most of the people you'll find are moving with ideas and without plan. I remember I was reading a book uh, uh, last week and they said, if you want to... If you want to get the richest place in the world, yeah. Um, what do you think the richest place in the world is? Um, physically, like if you have to be yeah, there, physically. Because when you say that to me, I, I'm I'm thinking like more like within yourself. Like it's it's a kind of like mm -hmm. finding peace within yourself. Mm -hmm. That that's what I would say. Anyways, okay. I don't know. So according to him, it's a different school of thoughts. Um, according to him, the richest place in the whole world is the graveyard. Because the graveyard is where everybody died with the ideas. Because okay. the ideas are never executed. Mm -hmm. If these people were, were able to uh, get a chip out of their brain and leave the ideas for people to go on with, then at the end of the day, we would definitely be leaving with uh, having all of those ideas yeah. being envisioned. But at the end of the day, we all die with the ideas because most of the time we didn't plan it well. Yeah. And that's why I had a challenge talking to some other people, especially mostly in Canada. You find someone is very rich. He has a very rich business, 
but he's afraid when he's going to die, his son or his daughter doesn't want to pick up with the idea. So at the end of the day, nobody else is there to pick up with that idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you find there's a challenge. And that's why I said, what's your plan? And that's why you see, if you look at all the successful people, they have an idea, they have a plan, and then they create a system within that plan. Yeah. And that system will be used. And it's the same thing I said about McDonald's and same thing I said about Coca-Cola. If you go any place in this world, yeah. it's the same. It doesn't change. Why? Because it's a winning system and a winning formula for them. And the system comes with discipline, repetition, and um, patience. You can't win without those three. You have to have discipline. You have to repeat over and over. Um, It reached a place where I used to go to companies for them to give me a contract. And they tell me, no, I used to get so depressed and I go back, but I ask myself, will I lose hope? I say, no, I have a lot of naysayers in my life. I need to prove them wrong. I need to also prove myself wrong. Wrong. (laughs) So at the end of the day, I'm not going to give up. So I kept on pushing repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And then I found a formula. The formula was definitely coming up with a plan on how I'm going to be talking to people, how I'm going to be able to help them and getting winning case studies of people who have already succeeded with this particular formula. And then you'll see how they repeat and do it. And that's why I said you have to have patience. If you don't have patience, then you're not going to succeed in it. You're not going to make it. Exactly, because you'll be like, "Ah, I'm tired. I'm not going to definitely make it. Then lastly, I ask this question in all my transformational speaking. And I'm sorry, I know you're the one who asks questions. What is success according to you? What's success? What's the definition of success? Are you talking about to me? Yes. Um, I I think it's it's just being at a place where like, I'm not regretting anything that I took to to get there. I I remember like changing my mindset, even like launching a podcast and things like that. Mm Uh, at the time, when I was even talking to people about podcasts, they had no idea. This is 2017 in Toronto where we did, it wasn't even a thing. In the U.S. it was, but in Canada it really wasn't. So I remember talking to my friends and my my brother-in-law about this. And it was like, okay, cool. Like, they wasn't, they just didn't understand it. And then exactly. once, once you took that leap of faith, and this is when my mindset started to change. It's like when you start better on yourself in a real way, mm-hmm. things started to align. So for me, it was never, I, I've never chase anything for money Mm -hmm. so money doesn't it doesn't come into the thing it just comes to like am i happy doing this and what's my mindset and and trying to get to that inner peace sort of like getting balanced so so i think for me is it's going to be like looking back and go yo i really took that leap true that's what my success is going to look like true so for me i'll say success is when preparation meets opportunity Mm. you have to prepare to meet the opportunity You see, opportunity will pass you not because that uh, you didn't know or maybe you didn't like it. It's because you're not ready for it. And if it passes, you won't even know that it was an opportunity that passes past you. But if you're prepared, and that's why you look at athletes, they prepare for their win. They prepare, they analyze their competitors. They know this person can run better than I can run. It's the same way somebody asked me, um, between a Kenyan and a Jamaican, who can run faster? 
I said, a Jamaican can always run faster, but a Kenyan can always keep the pace and win at the end. That's why Jamaicans are fast sprinters and Kenyans can no. go all the way. A Kenyan, the way. a Kenyan can run from here till downtown. And and it's not about going to countries. It's about what's the end goal. The end goal is how prepared are you? Yeah. You want to start this business and that's where it goes. I have this brand and I want to definitely win in this brand. But are you prepared? Yeah. And um, I was talking today with another client of mine and he said one of his employees wants to quit and start his own business like his. And then uh, I told him, let him go. Yeah. He might think starting a business, just having an office (laughs) and getting people in, is he prepared? That's not your business to ask him those questions because with the experience of your preparations and with the sufferings you have suffered to be prepared, you have seen all that. Yeah, yeah. And that's why you see consultants charge you a lot of money. Why? They have that particular experience. Yeah. They have prepared themselves. Look at the people I told you are the people I look up to and uh, they are my intellectual pillar. Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone, um, Gary V. These are people who have already even prepared um, systems of success that they have used, and they're selling to you at more than ten thousand dollars for you to buy. Yeah, and they know you will win because their companies are using the same particular secret mm-hmm. to win. So at the end of the day, preparation, meeting opportunity, you'll always be successful. There's nothing by There's chance. Nothing. And, and you know what? That That's a fact because I think that uh, before uh, when opportunities used to come, I used to be, first I, I would be like super happy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I can't believe what it is. But I think now the mindset is like, okay, yeah, like it, it, it's supposed to because I'm doing the work, I'm preparing, I'm in this state of mind of constantly looking at yeah. things to improve and things like that. So I think that when you do, and this is why a lot of times they say overnight success is only overnight to you. Because to everybody else, they seen the person put the 10,000 hours to really peak that. So it feels like, oh my God, like things are not working out. But uh, (laughs) I was having a conversation with somebody. I was like, because they was talking to me about AfroFest. I was like, I I used to go to AfroFest and they used to use me as a volunteer. And I used to give flyers for free. That was my job. (laughs) Now when you see me hosting it, like Mm -hmm. it's such a... It's a transition. People don't even understand. I was like, no, I was going there for five years mm-hmm. uh, giving out flyers to the after party. Mm-hmm. Then I started to sell tickets. They would pay me $100. <laughs> and I would sell like, like 30, 40 tickets at $25 each. Now, do the math. Like, I, I'm, I'm lit. So, but the, me, I was happy, right? True. So now, obviously, things have, tables have turned and our relationship has grown. And that's why I always get the calls because they, they know what I've invested in it when yeah. it wasn't even about money. Yeah. Exactly. It's the integrity. And uh, you find most of the people wanting to make their money now. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it goes and bites them. I've been in that particular situation where I was called one day and told by someone, let's, uh, can I see you have a lot of clients. Can you be able to help me sell tickets to them? Uh, which tickets? I was like, tickets for flight tickets. They was like, okay, no problem. Uh, how much? How much is it? Uh, you'll get twenty twenty percent out of it. I didn't sit down and ask myself, "Am I prepared? Mm. Is this my line of work? This isn't my line of work. 
But just because I had the 20%, I was so much in a hurry to be like, I want to make them money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then yeah. when it backfired on me is when my own clients went and said, hey, Don, this ticket is not going through. Uh, they're telling me that I can't fly. Damn. I'm like my own integrity that I've been able to pull to make these people trust me in marketing, in everything. And just because because I do manage uh, public speakers, motivational speakers, and also big CEOs. But you see, the integrity they have in me is the one they say, Don, no problem. Just tell the guy to refund me and I'll be able to book another flight and go. But you see, it's the rush that we have yeah. that we are like the same way you've said. What preparation did I have for that ticketing? Yeah, I didn't Nothing. have any. But I rushed into it. It's something that I'm not good at, mm -hmm. right? So it's something that you would have said no because of your integrity. Yeah. And uh, it's a good important thing that you've mentioned now that what integrity that your brand holds. Yeah. And that integrity is what Afrofest used to be able to recall you yeah. and say, we can work with you because you have seen your integrity. Yeah. We have seen your foundation, right? So that is the landmark. And that's why when I was even having a meeting with you, I told you the foundation is the solid part you need to create. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you have that foundation, no matter if your competitors are doing big volumes than you, just keep on doing a small volume. I reached a place right now that this year I was called to be given a contract of $50,000, $60,000. And I was proud to say, no, I can't take it because I can't withstand that volume. Yeah. My foundation has not reached that volume. Yeah. <laughs> but I can take you to somebody who can be able to do that volume, mm -hmm. right? So you have to really understand where your business is. And those are the concepts of branding, how to build a brand that has integrity, yeah. right? And that's why you'll see Coca-Cola, McDonald's, there will always be brands and they will not be competed anywhere and pushed yeah. around because of their integrity, yeah. right? Integrity and big. lastly, I'll bring on that particular point. Look at one of my teams, yeah. Manchester United. Uh, you had the issue of uh, um, the guy, the player for Manchester. He didn't know how to understand how to understand that he has a brand, mm -hmm. that he has to maintain his integrity. Yeah. If he understood that, right now he wouldn't have lost all the sponsorships that he had. Because yeah. a brand has the integrity that you know, okay, if I do this, what is the consequences? Yeah. And that's what brands have, yeah. right? Look at Cristiano Ronaldo, and that's the same thing you'll say. People will think that he just woke up in the morning and he became a success. No. There's hard work. He even tells his kids, don't take this. Why? Because I know this is how I grew, mm -hmm. right? Why? Because he laid out a good foundation. Yeah. So end in all, end, a brand has to have good foundation and a good foundation of integrity and core values that bring up that brand, that everybody will trust and say, I'll work with that team. I'll work with that this particular person. Why? Because your brand is exhuming integrity mm -hmm. and they want to definitely work with you. Yeah. And once you have that, that's when you'll see personal brands being given sponsorships. 
they're being given sponsorship because brands want to align with them. Yeah. Um, there's another African brother of mine, Zuma, who's a soccer player. He, yes, in Africa, will kick a cut and it will pass by. But in Europe, you don't kick a cut and pass by. The guy definitely lost all his sponsorships just because he kicked the cut, right? So you have to understand between you and your personal brand and separate those two. Yeah. You is you and your family and your friends and everything. Your brand is your brand and it's a corporate with its own liabilities. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. don't take family issues, put them in the brand. Don't take relationship issues, put them in the brand. Know how to separate those two. Yeah. Because it's always dangerous. In fact, that's what makes brand fall down because they don't know how to separate the the relationship between family and their brand. My sister called me the other day and I told her that, uh, yes, um, I can be able to help you out, fill in, uh, go through the website, fill in the questionnaire, and then um, I'll uh, my PA will send you an invoice of $1,000 for the consultation. My wife was like, you're charging your own sister. I'm like, if I don't charge my own sister, <laughs> I am breaking the rules of understanding yeah. me as a person and my brand as a brand. Yeah. My sister does not want me as a person. <laughs> my sister wants me as a brand. As a brand. So yeah. I have to put on the hat and charge her like a brand. Yeah, not a saying that, oh, you're my sister, I will not charge you and all that. Yeah. Thank you. All, all I want to say is I'm just glad I didn't have to pay the thousand dollars. <laughs> Cause me and Dombe, we we've had several uh meetings, mm -hmm. I don't know, upwards maybe four or five and things like that. Yes. Um but damn, okay, all right. I, I, listen, <laughs> I don't it it's it's worth every single cent that you will get out of it because so much came out from those conversations. I want to pivot a bit and, and talk about uh now the marketing side of things. Now exactly. we, we talked about the branding, how they establish it went through a lot of information detail. Mm -hmm. Now, once we achieve that and we get all of that, how do we now move to marketing this branding situation? What's the first step that we should take? The first step is understanding your target market. And um, there used to be four P's of marketing. Nowadays, I hear there's seven P's of marketing. And that's why equally even marketing managers uh, asked to go to schools like um, uh, York University to get a master's degree in marketing. Why? With COVID coming in, with um, technology and tools of marketing coming in, marketing has changed. And that's why you see those, the four P's of marketing right now, it's the seven P's of marketing. You have to look, first of all, in number one, the place. Which is the place in which I'm definitely talking to these particular people that I want to be able to offer them the services I'm giving. Number two, you have to look at, um, uh, when you talk about the place, there is where you now talk about also the advertising because you look at your target market. Who's your target market? Am I targeting the millennials? Am I targeting the millennials? Am I targeting the generation Z? If you're targeting all those particular people, where do you get them? If you're targeting the millennials, number one, the millennials will always be on Instagram. That's their number one platform. Yeah. If you're targeting the millennials, millennials is are the people I always call in marketing, and I'm sorry to say this, the confused bunch. Why mm. are they the confused bunch? It's the same way when they reach 
um, their mid forties, right? You hear that uh, somebody has uh, there's something they say midlife crisis. Midlife crisis is yeah. the same way. They don't know if they they have gone back to be sixteen or they have gone back to be twenty five. <laughs> so millennials are people who you'll both find them on Instagram and you'll both find them on Facebook, yeah. right? And then if you're looking forward to look at Generation Z, Generation Z is uh, definitely the generation my six month year old son is. Uh, or the alpha generation, as do you call it. If those are the people you're targeting, definitely those are people who are growing. You'll get them on YouTube, uh, basically. Uh, the other people on top of it, which are uh, which are after the Generation Z, there is the Generation... Um, after the Generation Z, I think it's the Generation Y. Because this is how you put it. The first ones are mostly Snapchatters, and uh, those are mainly the people who are below millennials. Mm -hmm. They're mostly in Snapchat and TikTok. If you don't, and those are the age from probably seven years to 25, 27 years, those people are mostly people of Snapchat and TikTok. Yeah. And that's where you'll find them. Millennials are mostly Instagram. So when you're looking into marketing, you have to look at your target market. When you look at your target market and know where to feed your target market, yeah. you'll be able to create now content specifically for them. For them people, yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's dope. Um, now, I, I know we, we've, I, I kind of have an idea which you should do, but let me let me get your opinion on this. Because um, I know the marketing is important, but a lot of times, even when we have something marketable, we might not have a budget to support to help push it. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think is the best way to approach that? I know, I know for me, a lot of the times, um, because I understood, uh, what the product needed to be, that was always been my focus. I, I've always told myself, get good, get better, tighten that up. And then the marketing side of it will be easier. Cause when you have something worth marketing, exactly, it could just be, you know, a, a refresh to represent it to, to the world. What exactly. do you think, uh, should people pay for branding and how soon should they pay for it? Um, like as soon as they start, let's say if I start a podcast two months, I'm already putting money in or should I wait a couple of years for it to actually make sense? It, it highly depends. And when I say it highly depends, it, it, um, when you're big, when you're looking for to start something, always do your research. Yeah. And uh, what I ask is, in fact, I always challenge most of my clients. After you talk to me, go talk to another marketing person. Yeah. After you talk to me, talk to another marketing person. Talk to like three of them and listen to what they say. The person who definitely broke down to you and you really understood the person, then go work with that person. So how soon should you go into your branding? soon after you've already finished your research. Because mostly your research is in your business plan. Your business plan is what do you need to be able to start this, right? Do you need a logo? Can you afford one? Do you need a website? Can you afford one? And how much is it, right? Once, and that's what I did also with my own company. I put down everything that I needed to do after I did that, then that's when I was able to be able to now go ahead. Go get the money for exactly. it. Exactly. Go yeah. get the money for it. And after I got the money for it, then I started with the small things that I think are needed. Start with the free things. Social media is free. 
put it free, start putting free content. When you start getting one or two th people, one or two, three clients, when you reach your 10th client, then go now and go start. Go to the next phase. Exactly. Go to the next phase. And that's how you can be able to plan yourself. Don't have zero clients and you're already spending high on uh, personal branding. If you have zero clients, you have nobody to be able to push your brand to move forward, don't. Put them in categories in, in, in like, after I get my 10th client, then that money will be used in advertising. Yeah. So do it step by step. Don't also wait too long, get the money and then move forward. Because that's where we now come into profiling. So many people don't understand that profiling is very, very important when it comes to branding and marketing. In fact, branding is an arm of uh, marketing. Mm. So marketing, marketing is too big that equally has digital marketing. Yeah. But digital marketing became too big by itself that could not just be in a branch of marketing, right? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, you have to be able to categorize how you're doing it. And that's why it's important to have an advisor. It's important to have people who you're definitely also consulting and getting that right information mm -hmm. that do I have everything to move in this business? Yeah. The same question that uh, I was telling you when we were beginning the podcast one of my um one of my uh, people who consult with me my clients asked me that one of their employees want wants to, to leave. leave and start their own business yeah. and then i was like okay number one um don't force them to stay you don't force somebody to understand your vision when i talk to my colleagues early monday mornings i tell them uh sales and marketing is just like a husband and wife relationship or a boy and girl relationship. If you force a woman to understand your vision, then she's not the right one for you. And if you force a man to understand your mission, then you're not meant to be with each other. Yeah. Right? So at the end of the day, you have to be able to see who, which consultant can be able to give you the right information that you feel at home. Yeah. Sometimes, Others can give you information which is high grade that you won't even understand. And then you're like, no, I'm not there yet. So goodbye. Yeah. Go with someone you feel comfortable with. And then go from there. Exactly. Um, as we're talking about branding and, and marketing and such like that, I started to think about our community, mm -hmm. the African community, mm -hmm. black people, Caribbean and things like that. And I think that we kind of missed the mark. Right. Because I think a lot of the things that we talk about, it's I don't want to call it high level, but I know that when I take what we spoke about and I go back to speak to some people, they don't even understand it to be a thing. Right. True. Um, people sometimes, you know, I got friends of mine, they, they, they have very, I like to call it useless habits, mm -hmm. but because it has worked 10 years ago, they just can't get out of their way. And I tell them there's no point to do that. Like I have a policy where if I go to a club, and you're not paying me. I don't speak on the mic. <laughs> True. I'm not going to do it just to... Because then if I do that, then you're like, well, you know, here's a drink ticket. Last time you, you did your <laughs> thing, I gave you two drink tickets. But True. but you understand that what I'm doing is it's not worth $20 exactly. per se, right? Why do you think, in your opinion, and um, that as a community, mm -hmm. we struggle to even understand the importance of it people will tell you oh no this is too much oh no this is too expensive oh no i don't get it oh you know what i mean it's like in a time like today 
you shouldn't be putting flyers on cars to to mm-hmm. promote. True. Because things have moved to Evolved. a digital space. Exactly. Why do you think we struggle so much with that? I think we struggle so much because we don't uh, believe, number one, we don't believe in ourselves. And we don't believe that, my, and I think when I was talking to you, I told you that, that I want us to be the difference in the African community. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I call you and tell you, I want you to do this for me, and then I'll give you free tickets for that. And uh, if you accept that without conditions, the person will keep on using you like that. Mm-hmm. And the day that you go and tell that person, um, I'm charging a thousand dollars for my consultation. The person will tell you no. Um, the person that you have started feeling yourself that you're too big, right? <laughs> that's a fact. Than me, and that's how they talk. Yeah, that's that a you're fact. too big. Let them talk. Let them talk. And it's true. It's the same way I said. At the end of the day, they need to understand that you have changed in a different level. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you a fact. Most people in the African community will rather pay a Caucasian person their $1,000 than they pay you their $1,000. That's a fact. But one funny thing, your target market is more of the African people than the Caucasian who will not understand that market. He don't even know what you're talking about. He will give you the principles, but he will not know how to definitely go deep down to definitely cut those particular strategies. So at the end of the day, I think it's we are the ones to blame because we let that happen to us. When I was starting... I definitely went my I put myself to be mentors of uh, big people to be able to gain their trust to be able to also understand them and for them to also mentor them, mentor me. Yeah. I started by giving free consultation. I went by charging $100 for consultation and right now 3 3 years down the line it's $1000 for the consultation. Why? Because I have a winning process. I understand. And I will not break down or go down because somebody says that I will feel that I'm superior or I'm feeling that I'm too top than those particular people. Know where you're going and know your value. And it's it's the most important thing, especially in our community. If you don't know your value, they will definitely put you in your place. That's how I'll say it. They'll put you in your place and they'll always tell everybody that that person just give him free drinks he'll come and do the gig for you <laughs> no way jose we're not taking free drinks uh and to be honest with you, to me honestly i'd rather even do it for free exactly in a way they'll be like okay i'm gonna do this as a solid for you mm-hmm. like but just know that moving forward this mm-hmm. is just a unique situation exactly. right and especially if you feel like you're going in the space to learn i, mm-hmm. I know before I started to get paid for hosting, I did a whole year where I hosted everything mm-hmm. for free. Yes. And I wasn't even looking for money because I wanted to make sure that what I'm going to deliver when I do get paid is worth you walking away saying, yeah, yo, I paid you X amount of money and I don't mind paying you again because you've now become an expert mm-hmm. into uh, what it is that you deliver. Exactly. Um, and what, one just to stick on that, um, there's some people who will tell me that, uh, Don, um, your your charges are too high, then I'll say, you see, there's a difference between when you go to a Toyota and you go to um, Ferrari. When you go to their showrooms, when you go to a Ferrari showroom, you don't go there and start bargaining. When you go to a Toyota, you'll definitely think and start bargaining with them and tell them to give you a good price. 
and that all comes in terms of how you have positioned your brand. Yeah. A Ferrari has positioned itself. It's the same way iPhones have positioned themselves than Samsung and other Androids. They're not a place where you'll go and start bargaining. They have a price. And you say that you go with that price tag. Now you understand the value of branding. Mm-hmm. Branding gives that platform and the, gives that visibility that your brand is an outstanding brand. Yeah. That if anybody aligns with you and take your brand name activated, they're taking a brand of integrity with them. Yeah. A brand that can withstand every other tide moving forward mm-hmm. right so mostly i always tell them this because i want to tag your brand with my brand too i'll give you six months free consultation once you start moving once i start seeing you start making money then you say that we'll go back to the drawing board mm-hmm. if uh, we don't do that and things don't happen then please you feel free go away Mm-hmm. And I'll also go my way. <laughs> so at the end of the day, that's why I say that's I don't take yeah, yeah. I don't take anything less than whatever I charge. Yeah. I'll rather tell you, let me do it for free. Let me show you the value. After I show you the value, then we come back to the draw to the table, and you pay for the value. Mm-hmm. If not, then get somebody else. Then we could get we could go about it. Um, now I. I Real quickly before we get to, because we're getting towards the end of the podcast, of course, and we got so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get a couple of questions that came from the listeners, and thank y'all for that. So I want us to kind of go through it. Uh, but before that, um, there's a new segment that I'm doing now called the Activated Moment of the Week, meaning mm-hmm. like maybe it's a book that you read, uh, something that you watched, uh, TV or whatever it is. I think for me, um, I was watching um, Kanye West documentary. Mm-hmm. And everything about that spoke to me so much because I'm the guy that love the process. Because I think that once again, we, we talked about it on some podcasts and I always refer back to like the work that you put in and that you continue to put in is more important than what people are actually getting to see. Um, give me your activated moment of the week. Something that stands out. My activated moment of the week is a quote that I got from my beloved wife, and that's why I think I married her. Uh, trust me, she was the hardest woman to get. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't easy. And, uh, I, I, I could tell from and, the tone of your exactly. voice. <laughs> and uh, looking at it, there's something she always said. And I remember she told me this after I've already uh, equally uh, married her. I came back at home. There was a contract I was really looking forward to get that would have definitely changed my whole entire life. And then my my wife told me that it's not the size of the dog, but it's the size of the dog's, the courage of the dog. Mm-hmm. It's your courage inside that wins. It's not your size. Yeah. It's what size do you have? Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe that you can be able to do it even when everybody tells you no? Do you still believe in yourself? So, and... He, she equally drew for me something since when we were dating and I've always kept it. She drew a dog and uh, the dog was so small and there was this big other dog, but the small dog kept on barking and it wasn't moving. It was just kept on barking and it seriously kept on barking. And uh, that's what memory she always gives me that the bigger dog asked itself, why is 
this small dog what does it think <laughs> what does you know? it know that i exactly. don't know <laughs> <laughs> exactly and that's how you you feel like and that's my activated moment i am like nothing will move me yeah in my dreams in my vision of where i'm going i'm going to build a better place uh, and to build a, a more tools for marketing we equally own our own social media scheduling tool we have another tool that can be able to send multiple dms uh, more than a, a million dms to your target markets uh, also send a million whatsapp texts and that's how we're evolving the marketing mm-hmm. industry with the new tools and coming to uh, just still in the activated moment from what she told me it's what i'm equally putting on my book that i have i said when you go to school that those people who were always number 1 number 2 number 3 yeah i call those people the bright people and then there are those people who are always midfielders they never wanted to be number 1 they never wanted to be number last yeah. they'll always want to they if want they to go, be as long exactly. as i'm in the middle i'm good as long <laughs> as i'm in the middle i'm good and then there are those people who um uh and i i, I look at it in two different environment that was in school if you come in the real society mm-hmm. those people who wanted to be number one are more comfortable to be ceos managers because they're bright people and yeah. that's where you'll put them but now they take where the midfielders were in school and the midfielders now take the front seat yeah the midfielders now want to be on top and now i call the midfielders the bright the smart people and these are the people i call them the smart people so there's something i'm i'm discovering in marketing that i'm calling somebody who has realized what the bright people know and what the smart people know there's somebody who has both combo if i should call it a mcdonald's combo yeah yeah the hybrid and those are the people who are becoming the billionaires of the world yeah it's because they know the secret of the smart people and they know the secret of the bright people yeah they know the secret why the bright people when they're in school they always want to be number one. but now when they're put in the working environment they're better off hired as a ceo and maintain their risks yeah than going to find their own jobs mm-hmm. and that's where i'm calling it the courage from those particular midfielders to move in front yeah. and become number one. Mm-hmm. and that's why they become the billionaires of the world and that's my activated moment to tell everybody be courageous yeah. no matter what if god has put something in your heart yeah go for it make it true make it happen <laughs> yeah thank you very much for that dom um last thing we we got two questions and i think some of it we answer but let's just go through it real quick um like i said i appreciate you guys sending the questions in and then we get to we have an expert in the room to be able to give us um what his take of it is the first question is how do i take advantage of social media to help build my brand and i think we kind of uh answer that a bit earlier but if you could just kind of maybe rehash yes. that real quick as a, as i said looking at your target to market and looking at also your generation type of who you're targeting first of all you need to understand your generation type if i'm targeting millennials then use um instagram mm-hmm. keep on creating instagram contents even if you don't have money it doesn't cost you to create content yeah. keep on pushing on instagram if you're targeting um people uh, people in um, the millennials then you have to do 50 facebook 50 instagram so that you can be able to make sure you're communicating to that particular industry yeah. and for me content is 
is king anywhere. You can never go wrong with content. It doesn't harm, it doesn't cost you to be able to create content. Yeah. You just need to be able to prepare content to your right ta- particular target market. To give them. Exactly. Um, and the other one is also, I mean, real quick as well, um, where should I be focusing majority of my efforts? Logo, philosophy, et cetera, et cetera. Or if you had to kind of give somebody the elevator pitch uh, mm-hmm. about the about that question. Okay. Um, where you should be concentrating your, your energy is to understand and uh, the knowledge of the people you give, your, the people who are buying your products and also what is their behavior understanding yeah. their behavior because in the in marketing we call they we, we have curves a brand can reach a place where it has reached its maximum curve and it's either the place where the brand goes down or the brand goes up mm-hmm. it's where your uh, target market or people you're feeding have already fed a lot from you and if you don't change something they will start going down because they'll start losing you and going to other podcasts, right? And listening to other podcasts or buying other products. Yeah. Why? Because you're not changing. And that's why you're seeing companies like um, BlackBerry, companies like um, Nokia, they weren't changing. And when you see, in um, what is it called? iPhones and Samsung yeah. started changing every year. And that's why they started coming with different kind of uh, iPhone 3, iPhone 4, S4, S6. They're changing because they're understanding their target market. They're t- understanding their behavior. They're understanding what they're doing mm-hmm. because you have to move with their behavior. Yeah, facts. Thank you. Um Man, I, I truly enjoyed this conversation. Uh, once again, I want to thank you for for coming up. We, we obviously we got some business to talk about off air a bit, and um, I appreciate you sharing a, a bit of insight. Where even for me, somebody who's been at this for a long time, started to turn the wheel a bit to understanding marketing, branding, how do you position yourself, what you need to work on, and things like that. Now, somebody has a budget of a thousand dollars, and if you don't, you should get it. But if they want to obviously reach out to you and and, and 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 also one thing that I would definitely love to mention, I think mm-hmm. you talked about it, is the flexibility in, in your mindset, right? It when we had conversation, one thing I was definitely that's a red flag for me is as soon as you mention money and we not even understand like you say target audience and where we're going, that's already to me, I'm you're losing me in that sense, right? True. And that was a, one of the first things that after our first meeting that I was able to be like Okay, this guy, if he delivers half of the things he's telling me, then we're on the right path. Mm-hmm. But obviously, somebody's listening to us, wants to reach out to you. Um, give us your social media and and how what's the best way to, to get in touch with you? Awesome. Um, as I said, and in fact, just to also give one more thing about that, it's never about the money, but it's about the value and the need. If you can have something that you can also put on the table, that money will either go down or that money will be put aside. Mm-hmm. It's always about the value. Yeah. Sometimes it's not about, I didn't start with having everything for money, right? Yeah. When I needed to create a website and I didn't have one, I would look for a website designer. But if that website designer needed a client, I would give the website designer a client and the website designer will make for me the website, right? And that's why I say it's a value and need. Yeah. And also understanding the need of the client is very, very important. 
if I understand your need and you understand my need, then if there's no nothing that can be able to be of exchange, then the money is what comes in between. Yeah. Right. But to be able to find me and we discuss much more about this right now, we're still also giving the free month, um, free consultation. No you can get us to our website, www.eminentmediainc.com. There's a consultation button there that you can be able to book the car free consultation uh, for now for an hour. And also if you're looking to get me, that's Don Matthias, at eminent uh, Don Matthias uh, in Instagram, Don Matthias Mumasaba on uh, in, on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's how you can be able to reach me. And we'll be able to tag you into the episode. And for people listening, you can go to the episode and on Activated Podcast page and click on it. Um, thank you, man. I appreciate you very much for coming. And then we definitely got to have a, a part two. Awesome. Uh, once our partnership grows and get to another point, I would definitely love to have you back so we could kind of like give people evolution. like the evolution of exactly. what took place. Exactly. Thank Appreciate you very, you much. very much. Thanks again for tuning in. This is the Activated Podcast, of course, and you've officially been activated. Activated. Peace. <laughs>